and welcome to Justice Losers, the most unqualified podcast exploring irrelevant questions about entertainment, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Batman. And joined for the third time? Something like that. Who knows? Who I don't knows? Know. Uh, good old friend, Brendan. Good old friendin'. He's been a uh, friendin'. Nice. Uh, he's been on, uh, he was on an Assassin's Creed episode. He was on a Cars episode. Yeah, talking yeah. about so Ford versus Ferrari. I really like that one. I think like makes it number one. three, yeah. And uh, he's our resident James Bond ep- expert. Yep. So we, uh, for next week, we'll be talking about James Bond. Tune in for that with good old Brendan over there. Who's the best James Bond? Spoilers, it's Lazenby. Yep. We actually already recorded that episode, so we know that answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doing it out of order this time. Weird. Golly. Matt! Preston! What you been up to? A little bit. A little bit? <gasps> you finally been up to things. Yeah. Oh my god. Ooh. Well, I, I watched some James Bond movies in All anticipation right. of this. So I watched From Russia with Love, Thunderball, uh, The Living Daylights. That might be it. Alright. Yeah. No, uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. The last one. Oh, yes. The yeah. best one. It's a mess. It's got Diana Rigg in it, though. Who? Elena Tyrell from Game of Thrones. Oh. Queen of Thorns. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I knew I knew she was in it. Yeah, she's the Bond girl. Nice. He marries her. Ooh. And then she gets shot. And Good. killed. In the head. Awesome. By him? No. no. Aw. <laughs> anyway. From Russia with Love's pretty good. Um, so you will say. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I think one of the best titles of a movie that they have. Yes. Like, that's yeah, just it's cool. A very good, it's a very good title. Yep. Um, Living Daylights is good. I think Dalton gets bad rap. We'll talk about it next week. Yes, we will. Um, Thunderball's kind of boring. It's A lot of it is done underwater, which was really cool and really technologically advanced at the time. There's a lot of, like, there's a big scuba melee fight, which is was probably just absolutely mind-blowing at the time, but now it's just, like... Or the quips. For the giant like submarine bay, mm-hmm. do you know who did the lighting for that? Or who was asked to come in at the last minute to help with the lighting on that? I don't. Stanley Kubrick. Huh. Oh. They had no idea. Like, they, everything they tried to make it look good did not work. And they called him in. Apparently, they, he and the main director spent like hours getting it just right. Okay. Which is very Kubrick. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I recommend From Russia With Love. I recommend Living Daylights. Other ones, whatever. All right. Um, and then I watched The Chair. The Chair. The Chair. Does it have a leg to sit on? Four of them. Ooh. Yeah. Got some arms. A nice firm back. It's a, it's a good chair. No, it's a, it's a little Netflix miniseries. Um, just Does it came have out. Psychosilicon mushrooms? To explode things? Have you seen Rubber? No. I'm aware. Okay. <laughs> Why did you reference that movie? <laughs> For some reason, it, it, it popped up somewhere in front of me the other day. Like on TikTok or something like that. It reminded me of it. Sure. So, um, yeah, I, no. I watch it weekly. Right. Uh, the Chair is a Netflix miniseries that came out, I think, within the last month. Um, stars Sandra O. Oh. Uh, of oh yeah Grey's Anatomy and Killing Eve fame yeah um, as the newly minted chair of the English department at the fictional Pembroke University okay um, 
English department is floundering as English departments are doing these mm-hmm. days. You know, the kids don't want to read the classics and um, there's infighting among the professors and tensions and things kind of spiral out of control. Um, it's a nice brisk three hours, six half hour episodes. Um, it really feels like they wanted to make a movie. And so they just shot like five or six hours of footage and then edited it really aggressively mm-hmm. and turned it into a three hour miniseries. And we're like, we probably can't go any tighter than this and yeah. keep what we want to do. And it works really well. It's like this nice rhythmically paced. It's really funny. Um, kind of irreverent. Um, a lot of swears. I didn't think professors sweared that much. You've not been in the architecture department. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. Um, it touches on some really interesting and fairly serious issues about academic institutionalism and uh, cancel culture and uh, some things like that. But then it's also a really good character story. Um, Sandra Oh is a single mom of an adopted daughter. um, And there's a lot of difficulties with that. And there's another professor that she's kind of close with. um, And their relationship is really interesting the way it kind of grows throughout the story. Um, And it just, it feels like it's a show mostly about people, even though they have a lot of aspects of kind of caricature. Right. Each one of them feels like a real individual person, just sort of hyper-realized a little bit. Um, but it's it's funny, it's witty, it's occasionally a little sad, occasionally a little serious. Um, and it wraps itself up really nicely in a really tight bow, and I strongly recommend it. Nice. All right. Where did you say it was? HBO? Netflix. Netflix. The Chair. The Chair. How many seasons? Is this one season? Miniseries? Yeah, it's just uh, six episodes, half an hour each. Nice. That's pretty digestible. Yeah, we mm-hmm. did it in two evenings. That's a that's a Barry level kind of thing. Yeah. Eight episodes. Have you seen Barry yet? No. Nope. Man. Oh god. I want to. Both of you would love it, it so It is much. on it is on the list. Literally like it's like a couple movies worth of time yeah. for a season. Nice. Anything else? Uh yes, but I'll save it. Yeah, we can save it for yep. a little bit. Uh I also I not much. All the stuff I'm doing, I'm mid mid consumption. Mm-hmm. I'm a few. Got, we've got a few episodes left of season two of The Americans. Um, I'm in the middle of The Honorable Schoolboy. Mm-hmm. I haven't been playing any new games. I haven't been reading anything besides The Honorable Schoolboy. Sure. Um, just yeah, working. I've been off my medicine, so I've had like no desire to do anything for a week. So. Nothing. Uh, Fair. Yeah, uh, but except for the one thing that we did do together. Yep. Uh, that we'll talk about in a little bit. It was a sex thing. It was. Yeah. Oh yeah. There were ten cock rings. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, what have you been doing? What you been up to? Trying to burn the image of y'all and ten cock rings out of my out of my brain. <laughs> No amount of confession can help me now. Uh, well, okay. It's been like two years since I've been on here. Yeah. Uh, in that time, let's see. Gotten married. Good lad. Gotten married. Finished grad school. I wasn't aware. Uh, actually, that was the same semester too. Yeah. Um, you had a really eventful year. Yeah. <laughs> did all that. Finally got an job, which I'm not allowed to do much talking about for legal reasons. 
Um, He's a spy, like James Bond. <laughs> Maybe a terrible spy. Yes, yeah. he would. Um, <laughs> in terms of uh, at least what y'all specialize here, I've done quite a bit of first watches uh, recently. Oh. And, and during that time, I watched Lord of the Rings, the and the Hobbit all the way through for the right. first time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, watched. Um, Why did you put yourself through the Hobbit? I'm just curious. I had fun. Then I Get watched. Out. Don't start. Don't start. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I, for the first time ever, I watched. Um, it's a trilogy by a really young director um, uh, named the Christopher Matrix. Nolan. I watched the Batman series for the first time ever. Holy shit! You watched the Batman series? Oh snap! Yeah. How yeah. did I not know you watched the Batman series? The Dark Knight trilogy, just so we can. Dark Knight. Trilogy. Yeah, Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. I yeah. thought I was under the impression that you thought I had already seen them. I. Don't think I did. I don't think we've ever had the conversation, so I just didn't I could have know. sworn someone asked me questions about it, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that was a good part. <laughs> I don't know. I've not seen it. Uh, but no, now I've officially. Talk about it. What do you think? I liked them. Which one's your favorite? I can't remember. There is an answer. I can't remember right There's now. There's a correct answer. Just say the correct answer. The one with Heath Ledger. Yes. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, no, I yeah, I've been doing that. Um started watching The Sopranos, which as an Italian American, I feel like is by law at this point. <laughs> have I'm, you not seen it before? No. Huh? We, I, thought, I, thought I didn't had. have I did not have access to HBO until uh, like 6 months of dating Emily. Mhm. And it's like, oh yeah, that's a thing. I should probably watch it at some point and that's my that's the death knell for anything with me. It's like, yeah. I should watch this at some point. Yep. Ten years later, here yep. I am. Yeah. Uh, you know how long my IMDb watch list is right now? Uh, Ballpark it. At least 400 movies. Oh, God. You're off by a factor of 10. It's like, it's like 4,000, 5,000 huh? movies. I, it's, pro- it, it's probably like 3,300. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah, he just adds stuff. It's I add and I never subtract. Yeah, it's not really I, a list that he like goes mm-hmm. through to check off. It's just director happens and he goes and adds like half of their filmography. That's fair. I had um, the summer after my second last semester of college, I was not doing anything. And I had a week where I was like, you know what? I'm going to just make some progress. It's, I'm, it's not going to be a meaningful dent. And I think I watched 14 movies in a week and added like 16 to my watch list. Good God. <laughs> also on the uh, first watch list for me uh, is uh, Daredevil. <gasps> That's right. I knew you watched that. Yep. You finished it? Yep. Finished it. Loved it. What do you think of Ben Affleck in it? Isn't he great? <laughs> God. Yeah. It's also he saved me of so ben Affleck, much- how do you think, what do you think about the Batman movie? He saved me so much on my insurance. <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> no I, I really enjoyed daredevil that was mm-hmm. that was have you seen any of the other series in that uh nope oh, okay that's fine uh jessica jones is really good i think you might like it mm-hmm. um you could get away with not watching so have you do you know how any of the rest of them are yeah like iron fist one is god awful yeah i've i've heard nothing but bad things I've iron heard... fist season two is like passable actually not bad it's pretty okay. good Luke Cage, um, I've always heard good things about. Luke Cage is good. It's solid. Yep. Uh, Jessica Jones. I think season one is really, really good, and season two is fine. Season or two is, is it... fine, and three is... Is it three? Yeah. Three is great. Hmm. I probably saw it. Three might be the best. Oh. I probably saw it. 
Yeah. Um, Defenders is not worth yeah, watching. Whatever. Um, speaking Punisher of, one is really good. Speaking Punisher of, was good. Speaking of Punisher, though, uh, Bernthal will be um, playing the role of Tony Soprano's father in the Many Saints of Newark. Yes. Heck yes. Which will be really really good. Have you seen the trailers for House of Gucci? No, Dude. but I. I've heard some things like it's going to be fun. Oh my god, I'm so excited for that movie. Anything yeah. else? Uh, anything you've been uh, doing in the past couple of weeks that you? I'm not. T- I'm not pointing at anything. Oh no, you're good. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been tearing through Assassin's Creed as you and I have want that, to do. Uh, yeah. I am getting close to finishing the penultimate for now game. Yeah. Uh, that's been a slug for like the last two months. I've moved. I've. Mm-hmm. Um, been practicing at Civ uh, Civ Six. Yeah, we have a uh, a civilization big old game brewing with a uh, bunch of us, like a bunch of my friends, our friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I'm excluded. I'm not their friend. You don't play video games. That's also also true. you would hate Civ. I feel like you would love it. I think I'd hate it. I think I think you would hate it. It's weird. It is weird. It is and, weird. And, uh, well, I, like Matt's opinion on games, like chess is like. You can't use chess as, like, a point of reference for anything because it's, yeah. like, he loves chess, but, like, nothing that's, like, related to it. <laughs> I, I, the, I think of it like uh, like the game Risk, but it's actually fun. I kind of like Risk. I never... there. Were, I, I always felt like there wasn't too much. There was strategy to it, mm-hmm. but not too much controllable strategy. Dude, I love Risk. <laughs> wow i uh walked into a loaded one with that one um, <laughs> but no I, I have a goal of doing every single victory type at every difficulty level yep okay yeah he, uh, he's over there winning every possible way on the hardest difficulty and i'm over here on the medium difficulty uh not finishing a single game <laughs> and you know what this means right i'm going to get slaughtered <laughs> See, you and Prelberg, because uh, Prelberg, who was on the last episodes, yeah. uh, is also going to be in the game. He's also He also plays like on Deity and can do a lot of the victories and stuff like that. And he says the same thing. Everyone, like He's like, yeah, I'm really good, but I'm also probably going to lose. Yeah, because it's the second you start, it's like, all right, yeah, I've done all of this. I have, you know, your resume is 10 feet long with everything that you've ever done. Mm-hmm. But the second you start playing in a, in a game where... Things actually matter, or people are watching. Humans are playing. Right. Mm-hmm. You get, you basically will end up spawning completely surrounded by barbarians, and you get nothing done for the first like 50 turns of the game. Yep. It's going to be chaos. Yeah. There's going to be six of us playing. I ha- I've been thinking about actually drawing the map up for that. All right. Anything else that you want to talk about? I take it a no. Just I so can't I can think jump, of anything. Just so I can jump in here with my dumb jockness. I've also been playing fantasy football. I joined Cash Prize League. Oh, I joined. Uh, yeah, life. it was I funny ju- when we were um, we were talking about it uh, before the movie. We mm-hmm. watched. Uh, <laughs> I should not do fantasy football. <laughs> no, you should not. Because <laughs> I would go so freaking hard on it. Yep. I it would be too much. Yep. <laughs> And then your starting quarterback would tear his Achilles in week three. Yeah, I, was, I made the joke with him that like, I, I would do a ton of data analytics on it, form the perfect team statistically, and then in the second game, like my like my star running back just like gets a concussion that then ruins yep. everything. 
I I will make a glass cannon team. I joined into uh, Fantasy F1 with uh, friend Carter and a couple other people, including my, my little cousin. I picked out what I thought was the most balanced team imaginable. I didn't want to bet hedge my bets all on like one team or one driver. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. let's go for something really consistent, really good. I've had some races like, okay, I've had some excellent races. And then I've had some that were so horrible that if they didn't exist, I would be in like third place overall. And oh. now I'm sitting in seventh out of nine. <laughs> yep. Nice. That's how that goes. Yep. So Matt. So Preston. We saw Shang-Chi. I did too. Shang-Chi. 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 Where's my wife when you need her for the Wait, Chinese? Wait, you saw it? Yeah. Oh, shit. Cool. I, I didn't know you saw it, so I, I was prepared to fully do this non-spoilers. But we can add, we can do spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> we can do spoilers. Cool. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I was really expecting to have to like dance around it for a while. Nope. Thank new God. Mar- okay. New Marvel movie coming out? Come on. I'm, I'll, I'll go see that. Let's talk about it. Good uh, line. Sh- uh, Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi. Chi. 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 Sneeze. Hang on. <laughs> That's it. I was trying. I was, <laughs> like, it was, it was an actual sneeze, and I was like, it would be hilarious if I can get, like, the chi out of it, but I, like, I, I couldn't get it perfectly. Shang-Chi. Glad I was on time for the joke anyway. So, quick overall thoughts. What do you think? Matt. I liked it. I really enjoyed watching it, but I feel like it's not going to stick with me very much. Okay. Um, I think it does a lot of things well and very few things poorly. Okay. Um, but very few things exceptionally well. Okay. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had a great time. It was, I'm kind of with Matt though. It's like nothing was done poorly. Um, I'm just, uh, yeah, no, I was pleased with just the end result. Really happy with, I was really happy with the fact that Aquafina's character was not a constant loud comic relief mm-hmm. yes actually had depth actually like yep. participated in things mm-hmm. and my favorite thing of all with her was okay you know we're going to teach you're going to learn how to shoot an arrow that's the no spoilers not yet we're going to do a little spoiler section i just want to like we'll do some yeah why did you say we can do spoilers we will we will i just want to make sure the... Let's, yeah we'll do kind of an overview big level okay first. Yeah. and then okay. we'll dive in yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I am kind of with you though. I like I don't know how much staying power necessarily it'll have with me, mm-hmm. but as far as like what I've seen from Marvel recently, I think it's one of the better things that they've done. Mm-hmm. I, I I had a lot more fun watching that than I did Black Widow. Okay, with the exception of two, one very particular like a line. And then an entire sequence. I think it's in my top five Marvel movies. Okay. I genuinely loved this movie with the exception of those two very specific points. Um, But it's just like, I, I had so much fun watching it. Like all of the combat was really cool. Like the, like Mm -hmm. the martial arts and stuff like that. I didn't feel campy. Right. Um, The, I think, one of the best, if not the best, villain, mm-hmm. uh, because it just felt the most well-rounded. Like mm-hmm. it's in the trailers that he's his dad, and so yeah. naturally that's a very important like, like that's a it gets done well the entire time. Like the the way the movie is laid out to give you explanation, like how they do mm-hmm. 
backstory and stuff is just fantastic, and like the characters are great, and then like it's just I love this movie. I would go watch it in the theaters again. Oh, you got the father son thing going on. Yes, yeah. that is a, that's, that's another thing. That is a thing that I have. I, I, I one thing that definitely stuck with me about it was it all of the characters had good depth. Like, I think you can have depth and then you have so much depth that it becomes a hindrance. Mm-hmm. This was not that. Like, all the characters were like, this is well thought out. This is well done yeah. all around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, every character that had a substantive role um, was, like, was three-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Um, there were the characters that were non-substantive that you know how are you saying that word substance 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 i knew i knew it he doesn't know how to say it stub substantive of substance do you sell sheet seat wow (laughs) (laughs) clenched up on that one boyo uh yeah okay so let's uh let's um Let's let's go into spoilers. Ratings? We'll do spoilers and then ratings at the end. We'll do okay. spoilers, then top level. Like, kind of how we do normal sure. reviews. Uh, so spoilers for a little bit. Uh, Gage put the timestamp. Um, all that jazz. probably cut out whatever I said earlier You didn't on. spoil anything yet. Like, you hadn't spoiled anything yet? Okay, good. Um, thank God they didn't make Aquafina the... Uh, romance they kind of did they set a couple breadcrumbs that in the next movie if they want to go that route then they can and it won't feel random mm-hmm. but they're she's his best friend and it's clearly his best friend and they make it very clear and they end the movie with them just being best friends mm-hmm. and like I, it i love when they do that like i love the black widow and hawkeye just best friendship um and I hope they keep it this way um, because I hate when it's just like the female side character that's just the love interest. Yep. Yep. And I wanted to piggyback off Brendan's point where it would have been really easy for Aquafina's character to be annoying. Like it's clear that she's improving and everyone else is scripted and right. kind of is mm-hmm. jarring. Um, but I actively thought about halfway through the movie, it's like, man, it's really nice to have someone other than Rebel Wilson in this kind of role. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because her her comedic style is very. It's supposed to be like delivery is brash. Yeah, it, it's loud. It's up there. Like this was not that. It was a big surprise. Yeah, yeah. No. She had she had serious. Like Kaylin was happy that she got a serious role. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean she was funny and she had a lot yes. of funny lines, but it it never felt artificial. Right, never no. felt she, that was it. Felt like she was like, okay, I'm gonna focus on how I actually work on this and deliver this, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna meet it. And she did a, an excellent job. Yeah. yeah. She felt like a funny person in a normal world. Yeah. Not Rebel Wilson prancing around. There, there felt like there was a lot of depth with her, too, of, like, the... Um, the fact that she cared? Y- yes. So, uh, like, she cares so much, but she has gone through the her life just, like, carefree, essentially. She's the... Um, and, when, like, there's mm-hmm. the moment where, like, they're talking really deep, and then Shog says, like... I'm going to kill my dad. And she's like, I don't know how to process this. 
Mm-hmm. And, like, that makes sense with yeah. that character. Like, mm-hmm. a lesser written character would be like, I'm going to get up and confront this, but, like... Or quit. Or quit. Yeah. But, like, her character, like, that makes sense that, like, she is so out of her depth right now. Mm-hmm. And, like, it feels like that the whole time, but she's like, the entire thing I'm here for is my best friend. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do everything I can. And, like, I guess archery... I guess yeah. I'm good at archery. Well, and, and okay, and I, I said that earlier. Like, okay, they gave her one thing. I would have been so mad if it was they spend three days there, and then all of a sudden she's fighting just as good as everyone else there because Mary she Sue. was yeah. because she you know found something within her the whole time. Right. Like, no, she did one thing. Kind of did some things like by accident, mm-hmm. but she just did one simple thing: practiced it, practiced, practiced yeah. it, mm-hmm. and was able to help out. To the best of that ability. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't her like suddenly like, wow, I'm going to hop on that dragon and control all of right. that and do that. No. Like if that happened, like, uh-huh. And they've, wow. like they definitely set the stage with her of like. There's room. She mm-hmm. doesn't, she's not just like, she's good at like nothing. Like she just hasn't found that thing yet. And then with archery is like, she kind of found it, but she wasn't an immediate prodigy at it. Mm-hmm. Like no. she, she missed the bullseye. Yeah. But, like, then she got better. And then also the way they handled her actually, like, landing that shot at the end was really good. Because it wasn't her going, I did it. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I hit it. <laughs> like, Which is about the most like, realistic. Bigger than the broadside of a barn. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it, it added to the, she's not just suddenly Hawkeye. Yeah. Like, she has some semblance of skill that we will see developed in future movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, this was... Almost completely luck. <laughs> yeah. And it, it fit. Yeah. I want to Yeah. I, she's the avatar for our generation. She's happy-go-lucky and there for her friends, but kind of doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah. And then she picks something up and gets good at it and finds a lot of satisfaction from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's going to go home to her parents who are like, get a real job. And she's going to be like, cool, I'm now the archer for like the new Magic Avengers. <laughs> I, okay. That, that final scene where they're inside the restaurant telling their friends about this. That was so I was good. pissing myself that laughing. That was so good. Uh, by yep. the way, I'm just going to say this real quick. This has, not, has a little bit to do with the movie, but Wong is the magic Nick Fury. Yeah. That's it's completely what's going to be happening for the yeah. next several movies is Wong's going to be going around collecting all the magic people yep. and then they're like magic Avengers just and I am so happy it's what? him. Like he could have oh, just yeah. been like the side character for one movie and then half a side character for the next uh, Doctor Strange. But now he's just everywhere. He's in Endgame. Mm-hmm. He's like he's, I love Wong. So Benedict Wong is such a great actor. Yeah. I love him so much. Ooh, I got some things to throw in there. Emily pointed this out. Um... So one of the very, very final scenes, I guess, is his sister takes over the compound and you see a whole right. bunch of people training out there. Emily thinks, what if those are the other widows? That would be pretty cool. Ooh. They now have a home where they're specializing in something. She thought that I'm like... focused really hard on... I, I, I... Because, like, suddenly I, I it's kinda, like... I like that because they, like, mm-hmm. on the dolly out, like, they were... Like, it was like, these are all women... And I was like, is she going for, like, just a full-on, like, women League of Shadows? And then there was, like, some guys. Right. So I was like, that's really weird that they focus hard on just women, but then also there's guys. Mm-hmm. So it could be that. Like, it's... maybe I just didn't, like, people didn't notice it. I yeah. drew the parallel, but I didn't make that connection. Yeah. Because, like, like, whenever that. I saw it, I'm like, okay, what are they doing entirely? Like, is she evil? Is this just, uh, 
the world's most empowered terrorist organization. What's going on here? Oh, you'll actually get this joke now that you've seen the Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, I called her Rajal Girl. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> proud of that yeah. joke. But I'm still I, proud of that I, joke. I said that, and then Emily, like I think on the way out of the theater, she was like, well, what about this? And I went, oh, that's much better. Yeah. That's a lot better. Yeah. She's, there's a reason she's the smart one yeah. in the yeah. relationship. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, well... I really like that it seems like they're setting up two different threads simultaneously in the mm-hmm. universe. They're setting up this magical stuff with Wong going around and Nick Furying everyone. I guess yeah. we can say Wonging everyone because that's kind of what he's yeah. going to do. Yeah, he's his own person. He's yeah. not the second Nick Fury. He's the first. Oh my Wong. god, are we going to get a Wong's big week? <gasps> yes. Yeah, we better. Do you know what that what Fury's big week is? Uh, uh, Iron Man one, Hulk, Thor, and Iron Man two. Oh, Iron Man two, Hulk. Thor and the awakening of Captain America all happen within a week. And that's just called Nick Fury's big week. Like that's like everything happens all at once of the Avengers coming together. If there's one character who's powerful enough to do it, he's one of them. Who? Wong. Wong. Yeah. Yeah. But then they're also setting up the ground level stuff with Black Widow, Captain America and Falcon Soldier. Hawkeye Show. Hawkeye Show. So has it now? It's been, so it's all been tied in like, this is still related to Loki. Probably. Uh, we don't know entirely for sure. Okay. Uh, like what, what the outcome of Loki is going to be. Cause it mm-hmm. like the implications are unlimited. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, we, we, do, we don't know. Um, okay. I, I think those answers, I don't think Shang-Chi is supposed to, uh, tie in directly to the multiverse aspect of it i um mm-hmm. well I, I think like it ends to where he's going to see it yeah. next okay. um but which which i really like that they actually did that they kept it alone he has his own journey that is untethered to the multiverse exploding now mm-hmm. but then the next things we see him in will have to do with it mm-hmm. um we also just need to wait for multiverse of madness and spider-man to happen to see what marvel's doing with it yeah. i've also seen theories that uh uh the what if episodes are like the the watcher is getting closer like every episode the watcher seems to be more present mm-hmm. and like in person mm-hmm. um and something big is going to happen in the last episode that's probably going to tie into it i also have not been watching the show i haven't either um still good i i know no yeah, doubt you've been keeping up um i Ew. What if Wong starts training Katie? Because we sure. don't necessarily know that, like the magic that or sorcery, whatever that they use, it's not like, wow, it's within your blood. You're capable of it. Right. It's training upon training right, upon exactly. learning. Yeah, like we know it, with Doctor Strange, and we know that she is smart because she went to UC Berkeley, has I think mm-hmm. like some kind of really advanced degree, mm-hmm. like I think masters, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, probably. That'd be cool. Probably capable of doing something. Yeah, I mean, that's probably And it's something that's within the realm of possibility for, like, timeline-wise. Like, Doctor Strange learned how to do everything within the scope of one movie. Right. She's not going to go to that power in, like, in between movies or, like... Literally the Sorcerer Supreme. Right, no. (laughs) But she can at least get to beginner level, like, open up the portal, go through there. I think she'll be able to do that. And if she's working with Chung chi 
That's really powerful. Dude, it'd be so dope for her just to be able able to open portals and shoot arrows through them and just shoot whoever she wants. Or he's <laughs> oh, able yeah. or she opens up the opens up the portal and then he can shoot the rings through it and come back out. Yeah. I mean, imagine that going through with basically grabbing someone and then having the portal slice them in half. <laughs> God. Nice. Uh okay, so that's real quick. Katie. I I I speculated um going back to your Loki connection. Um they kind of set up at the end there in the post credits that the ten rings are going to be some sort of mysterious artifact. They're they're a beacon. They're calling something. Yeah. I speculated that they're Kang technology. Okay. Um, because in the comics, at least, he is a scientist. He's not a superpowered being. He's just a guy whose scientific technology is and so they advanced. Couldn't, and they couldn't gone. find anything even close to that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that would be interesting. So I think I think that's a possibility. If they're truly setting him up which they totally are yeah he's going to be in ant-man 3 quantumania yeah and he was in loki yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's um i'm also really i'm blanking on the actor's name but i'm really glad to actually see him and stuff because jonathan majors yes because if you have either of you watched lovecraft country not yet yeah he does an excellent job i don't think they did his character of justice shame so uh, that's Katie. Man, we really dwelled on Katie. Great She's character. Great. Yeah, I think she was the biggest wild card. Yeah, mm-hmm. walking into it, I mean, it's like okay, serious actor, serious actor, serious actor, mainline comedian, mostly done from doing really, really silly stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chang Chi, Chang Chi, Chang Chi. Trying. I know I'm not getting the tones right, yeah. but what else? What else did you like about? I don't know. We. I liked the action. Yeah. yeah. Action was really good. It's, For the most part. It could have been so just campy and poorly done, but like it felt like they were able to like pull back the like and kind of ground yet still feel like the um martial arts stuff. Like mm-hmm. still gliding a little bit, like uh, into a kick that like was a little bit kind of well they yeah mm. they did that in sort of the stylized talo world where everything yeah. is a little bit magical and that felt that's true that felt like it anchored it to a place because in the real world it was very much just like we're gonna do some kicks and punches yeah they're gonna be true. really cool but they're just kicking um punches. visually i thought it was outstanding by the way yes the i mean just... until so the big thing that i didn't like was the dragons Kaylin really? actively hates them. Like it, huh. it felt like they didn't need to be a thing. Like it felt like they could have mm-hmm. just made it a different draw for uh, what's his name? Bad guy. What's dad? Mandarin. <laughs> Mandarin. <laughs> uh, like it, it, they could have changed the draw because it, it just—it's such good character drama and fighting and stuff up until the dragons come out. And then it's just two big dragons fighting each other, and Shang Chi's just kind of like riding them. I until like they can shoot the dude with an arrow, but like it just. <sighs> I get what you're saying, but also you have to remember how important and close dragons are in Chinese culture. I yeah, that's a good point. It's, it's like if you want to do something that really ties into it without going over the top, 
Okay, dragons are pushing it, but also that one was done so much in the traditional Chinese style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if they made Drogon pop out of, out of nowhere, like, okay, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Right. Yeah, because uh, traditional Chinese dragons don't have wings. No. So that was a dragon without wings. And they're also very friendly and good luck and science, like mm-hmm. yeah. good things happen to humans whenever they're around, mm-hmm. which ties in very good to him fighting Mega Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> which yeah, that, that was the only that was the only weird thing. I'm like, okay, this is totally Cthulhu. <laughs> Yeah, so, it, something from an alternate dimension where everything's dark and it has a whole bunch of tentacles and it sucks the souls out of things. Yeah. It's got to be something that's really evil. Yeah. But. I, and I, yeah, I guess that's a thing that I can't really, I mean, I can have my opinions on it that I just felt like it was, it wasn't completely out of nowhere because they alluded to it early on enough. And it's, it, it is core to the, thing. to them defeating that one specific beast right and also all, like and all their armor the and the all their beasts weaponry and everything it is just like all like the that side of it just it felt too unhuman what the dragon specifically or like all the creatures in that realm like that like that ending like that climax mm-hmm. everything was so tied to his like i'm gonna call him sean because that's kind of what he is the whole time shang t um his conflict with his dad and his sister's conflict with his dad and like that whole thing and then for the last 30 minutes of it to be pretty much like distracting us from that with the dragon i don't yeah. know it, it, that's just how i felt about I, it well because no they, they they talk about it pretty much whenever they're giving the whole backstory of the soul demons whatever that Humans can do nothing to them. Like they, I mean, you could see Razor Fist like going through and yeah. slicing them in half. Immediately go back. Like the only thing that could actually defeat them really were dragon scales or no, the dragon I, well, I, itself. I, I get that, but like what I'm saying is, I didn't like the fact that it was a thing at all. Like the dragon it didn't scale. have enough themes. Well, it had themes, Especially. and then it was distracting us from the themes right. to make dragons. Yep, and I think they could have played it better because. One of the things that I really liked about how they set it up is it's um, like it's sending messages. It's seductive. It's luring it. It found the guy who could break it out of there and it set a trap. It's an intelligent, cunning creature Mm -hmm. um, with a talent for manipulation. And to make it just come out as a big, screamy CGI ball of tentacles. And I mean, if they and I think if they didn't have the dragon there, then it would be. Yet another Marvel movie where it is all of the heroes that are there presently stand around, make a good pose, and then fight one giant beast. Well, uh, the beast, like, I don't know. Why did it have to be a giant beast? Why couldn't it have been, like, it's... Because what's the most exist like, existentially, like, existential terror, terror is, like, this is something that is foreign to us, okay? It is so large and freakish that, like, We've never seen something like this yeah, before. Yeah, it doesn't have to be big, though. Existential would be his mom comes back and fights him. <laughs> that, yeah, okay, that's I mean, fine. there could be yeah. something like like that where it's just yeah. like... Yeah, it's a manifestation of his guilt. But, I mean, like, the, the whole thing is these are creatures that we can do nothing to historically would have ended every last living thing in the world again. Um, there's... I, well, like, there's I, not and also it has no true weakness i i get 
like when they became a thing why they're important or like why they work my problem is that they exist at all in the story like because i'm so enthralled by the story of him versus his dad that like i just wanted that and then that kind of resolved but then it just became like dragon fighting dragon and i was not invested in that story in the slightest and then dad died rather unceremoniously Kind of ceremoniously, but also like a un- little bit more self-sacrifice in that one. It wasn't self-sacrifice. That's what though. I. That's what, what he I, do. <laughs> I mean, he just he didn't fight it. He made sure that the rings were able to go to. He could have just given the rings. He Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi had the rings. Look, he's been alive for like how many years? Like he's been alive for like over a thousand years at this point, close to. Well, I know. Like he, that's not his personality. He is uh, the only way he ever. Those kind of people. The only way they give up something is whenever they cannot hold it anymore yeah. when they're dead or dying that's it it's not yeah man here you go i appreciate it despite the fact that you're trying to go against me in every single measure here you go but it's hey yeah these are no use to me anymore take them you're my son you've kicked my ass at this point take them they're not going to do this beast any good i'll buy it not fully sold on it i'm with them Cause I think, I'm more sold on it than I was after we watched it. And I also I was say very much against it when we watched it. His, his dad, I, I really liked him as a character because he mm-hmm. was really complex. Right. Yeah. He had some redeemable features. He had some just outright dickery. Yeah. For sure. Well, and that's like the uh, Kaylin and I were talking about this. Uh, she was kind of saying like, I wish that there wasn't a morally gray character without always having some purely evil behind it and i kind of made the comment that to have a morally gray character you need a pure evil behind it because you need something that corrupts the person while also giving the audience an understanding of why yeah they're doing that um if you're coming at it from the default that person is good until they're corrupted well i mean like it can be wait, what do you mean like he could have been good. Well, but there he needs was... to be something wholly evil to like bring out. If you're if you're saying humans are naturally morally gray, there needs to be something to entice the bad version, which would be a wholly bad thing. And so, like, so I understand. Just, just wake up in the morning and I want to be bad. He woke up and chose violence. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so I understand the need for something to be the bad thing, which ended up being the big giant tentacle dragon. But, like, I just felt like this, I and I've said this a lot on the podcast, I'm vehemently against bigger means better, or bigger means scarier. That's a big thing I hate about Star Wars in general, is episode four, Death Star. Episode five, easily the best Star Wars. Not a Death, there is no Death Star. No. It's, they're just on the run. Episode yeah. six. Episode six, bigger Death Star. Death Star two, electric boogaloo. Episode seven. <laughs> Planet Death Star, <laughs> episode eight. I genuinely really like. They're just, on the run. Yeah, she'll everything signed. And episode I, nine, a bunch of little Death Stars. <laughs> and also episode eight. I still going through the ship is still one of my favorite things I've ever seen. Oh yeah, that that was so gorgeous. Cool. Um, but like that, that's my thing is that like you don't need big to tell a compelling story. And like what well, and again, I appreciate and understand that like this is all like all the dragon stuff is tied into Chinese culture, and that makes me respect it so much more because that's what this movie needed to be. Um, so here's something I was just thinking of. Yeah. 
I also like that we found this little window that we can actually like, see each other right? through. Otherwise, it's like <laughs> otherwise it looks like the FBI yeah. is trying to hide your identity. <laughs> I what if they wanted to throw this in there just to give kind of a neater ending to his father, without it being okay. He kills his father and he lives with that guilt. That has great story writing, right. but would that necessarily be him from what we've seen? Like how oh, would that killing his father? Yeah. Oh, I knew the moment he's like, I'm gonna kill my dad. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. You're nice a hero. But um, what if what if I mean the whole point was just to have something that is like the the sole thing. It's I'm blanking on the name. So bad. What if the whole point of it was just to have a disposable character? And disposable enemy. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what it was. It what matters was that it was really, really powerful. And it made Wong note take notice. Yeah, and, and like I'm not saying that a really, really powerful enemy was the thing. Like I, it, I don't know. It's just like the two giant dragons fighting each other, and the hero of the story, like that. Hey, Simu, just wave your arms around like you're doing magic, and we'll blue screen it in behind you. Yeah, like it. I feel like there was another way that the story could have ended. Honestly, part of, like, a big part of me was rooting for his dad, like, actually, because, okay, so here's the thing. His dad showed that there was something that could make him good. Yes. It was his family. And so I thought that that's something they could draw on at the end, where, like, he, yes, he is power hungry, but when he is rooted with his family, he can be good. And I was like... Maybe he won't kill his dad. Maybe we could actually get, like, a really cool villain, genuine redemption, happy family at the end. But like, then I was actually excited for that. But then how does Sean get the rings? He got, Well, he got... That's the thing. It's like, uh, when they were fighting, he got the rings. Fair. And so, like, we we have, they showed us that he can just have the rings now. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have to be giving up. Like, it could have, like... Because they went back to his dad. Like, I don't know what... I can't remember what was the cause of them going back to his dad. Because he had the rings. He yeah. did the whole thing. Like, oh, he threw the rings down. Yeah. yeah. Like, so he gave up the rings. But, like, that shows that you can give up the rings to where they're idle, essentially. Yeah. Like, they're kind of, like, proving how that shit works. Mm-hmm. And so his dad could have just been like, yeah, you beat me. I'm going to give you the rings. And also, like, him going, my family's what rooted me. Before it was my wife and like my kids, but I lost my way again when my wife died and now I have my kids and my kids have proven that they are strong and like can be strong and good. And like, so there was, there was so much they were setting up to like a happy family conclusion. And then his dad was just like, I'm gonna die now. Peace. (laughs) Conversely, what if though that was the ultimate thing for him though was death was his release well i mean and that i understand that too that that that, i think that's more mm -hmm. of like what i think of it is like okay he admits oh wow you can control the rings you beat me yeah uh i was wrong about coming here and my wife is definitely not there so what do i even do and i i think really i mean the whole reason he had kids was like yeah no that's the whole point of my of what he wanted to exist as is like Oh, yeah, there's actually a point to some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then, like, this is just, we're not even reviewing the movie. Well, we are. We're discussing. The, yeah. We're having uh, an interesting I was going to say, like, uh, under my 
if my ending had happened, the second movie would be so cool to watch his dad struggling with, like, the fact that he doesn't have, a, like, an objective anymore. Or an entire and, like, army. or an entire army. Or even struggling with, like, addiction stuff of, like, withdrawal of having his rings that he can't depend on. Like... Or what if, like, he only had half the rings? What if the rings just split? They split. Yeah, split yeah. down the middle, mm-hmm. and then just the, you know, they each have four, but then there's just one that's just kind of... That's nine. <laughs> they each one, have four, and then there's one that's... One ring left over to rule them all! Yeah. That goes one to the rings crossover. <laughs> Katie gets the ring. I don't know. I, it's... It's the dragon's cock ring. <laughs> I, I think... Like I was the the story of him and his, like the family story was so good the entire time that it just kind of got overshadowed by the dragon mystical stuff, you, which again, yeah, you made a very good point that it is very integral to Chinese culture and that's what this needed to be. Mm-hmm. Similar to like how Wakanda they used a lot of African culture stuff. And that's what it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Do not superficialize like non-white culture right it's not like wow this is for some reason a hundred people with a british accent randomly in this in this right. culture and they're on they're this in roughly the same dress uh sure right yeah it's like actually chinese culture and i really do i you made like that it, like the also the giant creatures that they had running around thalo um oh my god i loved all of it I like loved all of those. the stylized I felt Narnia. the stylized lions yeah yeah like that was so cool to see that was awesome yeah and like, and so we we kind of got that, and like maybe there. So here's the thing: like, it could have been not a big baddie, while you could still have the dragon, because so like this is the thing: uh, like Iron Fist, he got his powers from punching the from punching the heart of a dragon, but like, and so like the dragon exists as an element. That is so metal. Of the story. You know how much they show of it in the show? Literally dead shit. The dragon's eyes in the dark. And just randomly found a dragon, punched it, and that was it. Well, like, we, the story is that he, like, fought the dragon and punched it in the chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, in the show, they only show his eyes. They don't show the fight scene. So a dude without any power just ran up and tried to fight a dragon? Yeah. A dragon well, named Shao Lao the Undying. Yeah. Once again, metal. <laughs> Uh, but like they could have had the dragon like kind of like a speak softly and carry a big stick yeah there's this dragon we just saw it too but like it's the thing we don't have to see it do the thing but i am glad though that the dragon was like it do it wasn't okay flies out of the water fireball done goes back into the water done i'm glad it was like oh hey this thing also has a vulnerability it has a soul and like it yeah. was almost dead and that's what made Katie's action so important was like mm-hmm. saved a dragon like this thing this thing can die too nah, this is it, how they should have ended it yeah Shang-Chi was about to kill his dad and then Katie headshots the dude <laughs> 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 completely unsatisfying end around everything <laughs> nope his sister uh, uses the the chain dagger uh, rope dart rope dart thank you thank you dude when she picked up the road dart as a kid, I was like, oh, this is going to be so cool to see. This is... So what's uh, what's her deal in the comics? Do you know it all? I know you haven't Not read. even slightly. Oh, man. It's like, ah, uh, yes, this is an origin story, I see. Th- this was a fantastic origin story for three characters. Mm. 
Like, it didn't feel like it just an origin story. Like, we got the origin story, but, like, it did such a good job of telling the origin story from the middle of it. Mm -hmm. Like, because he'd already gotten his training. He's already a massively skilled Mm -hmm. fighter. He's that. That's the first hero. Well, I guess we kind of get it from. It was more evolutionary than developmentary. Right. Yeah. And so they just did it really well. It was exciting. I liked it. Uh, Shang-Chi has five sisters in the comics. Oh. She's kind of an amalgamation of most of them. Okay. Um, Two of them in particular. uh, Zheng Baoyu known as the Cursed Lotus, and Jing Shihua, known as Sister Hammer. Also, a great metal band name. Sister Hammer? Yeah. Yeah? What else? I still think the mom should have, or like a demon under the form of mom should have come oh, back. Oh, yeah. yeah. I that, think that would have been I, the I feel like that, as cool as that would have been, I think that would have been a little cliche. The, the tentacles like a back. Yeah, like just bait, like the bait and switch kind of like she walks out. Come to me, my dear. I think that would have been fantastic for his dad. Like that is what crushes his dad. That would have been so cliche, though. Yeah. It would have. There's a lot of stuff in the movie that was kind of cliche, that's happened though. so many times. It's like the ah yes, that's, this is yeah. what I've been wanting, and dies. Yeah, yeah. That would have been a massive oh. cop out. The other thing that I had a problem with. So what's Matt? Pop quiz on my opinions on movies. Okay. What's one of the biggest things that I have a problem with movies? Like, what's, like, a big thing that that I often get upset about usually happens in the beginning of the movies? Character development. What? (laughs) (laughs) Exposition. Exposition. Bad exposition, to be specific. Bad exposition, where a character says a thing that, like, to another character that explains their history. Mm Mm-hmm. But that character in real life would not say that thing that way. There's one line in the movie that just got my attention that I was like, that was that was poorly written. Where she's just like, we've been friends for 10 years, like best friends for 10 years, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, she would not say it like that to an no, actual person who's been best friends. And what really kind of makes me mad about it is that a better version of the line happens 30 minutes later. Like, when they're, like, uh, when she finds out about all this stuff, mm-hmm. and he's about to leave, she's like, I've known you for half your life, and I didn't know any of this. Like, mm-hmm. there you go. There's your exposition. Yeah, great. Like, we've already established through just the relationship that they're best friends. Mm-hmm. And then that gives us the piece of they've been best friends for this long. Mm-hmm. That entire line was unnecessary. Yep. <laughs> God, just that one line. I was like, you suck. And what I picked up from that line was like, how many times was he trying to kick the ass of a bunch of assassins around you? Never. Yeah. Yeah. So when and why would she have seen that in the first place? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I, yeah. I was, yeah. It's like, I, I understand like, okay, yeah, here's, uh, here's this conversation. I got to tell you about my past whenever he's trying to bury his past in every right. way imaginable. Well, that's, she kind of says that. She's like, and actually, I see your point exactly that she's like. I understand that there's, like, things in your past that you never wanted to talk about, and I was respectful of that. Mm-hmm. But, like, what the f***, dude? <laughs> 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 like, that that dialogue between the two of them, like, in that room was very, very good. Like, yeah. it developed their relationship and also her mentality and, like, kind of just 
tells a lot about their past mm-hmm. and how they are together. And like, you just did that, that one line. Didn't didn't need it. No. <laughs> what else? Music's pretty good. Music was fun. Yeah. It wasn't like spectacular, but there were some moments where I was bopping along. Emily's, there, Emily's been listening to it. Yeah, there was cool. a, I could definitely tell that it drew a lot of its um, approach from Black Panther, where it yeah. was mixing kind of hip hop modern mm-hmm. with uh, traditional Asian sounds, mm-hmm. um, which I appreciated very much in Black Panther. And I appreciated it very much again with Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Chi. Chi. You're just saying Chi. Chi. Shut up. You're saying something different every time. Chi. 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 I swear he was saying Shang-Chi. Chi. Doesn't matter. Well, it matters. I am not going to get it. We're a bunch of white people. We're not going to get it. Nope. Right. Ever. Probably not. Nope. I mean. Nope, nope, nope. White people are allowed to be fluent. They Chinese can't. Speakers. They can, but we won't. No. Us three will not. No. <laughs> um, Look, what else? I'm, I'm tapped out on languages, bro. <laughs> what else? Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? That's pretty much it. Yeah. I think we discussed a lot of the stuff. I <laughs> want. I want some dragon scale tech. Dude. Heck yeah. His armor so, looks so cool. Like okay, that 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 color red yeah. is gorgeous. Yeah. And the actual like okay, hits something and you can see just like the movement. I'm like, oh, that's tight. Yeah. That's tight. Yep. Oh, the rings. The ten rings. Oh yeah. The actual rings. Yeah. So Brendan, do you know what the actual ten rings in the comics were like? Um, there was Mount Doom, there was Celebrimbor, and uh, Sauron. Yeah. Seven uh, for the dwarf lords in their halls of stone. Nine however, for mortal men doomed to die. However, their brains were to, for the, at least the dwarves, they just really did nothing for them. They mm-hmm. just continued to dig down. Right. So the ten rings in the comics, do you know what they do? No. So they are not that. Okay. Let me, at all. Let me, let me pull up not really quick. Not what at all. I'll, I'll, build, I'll build up to it while Hold you're on. pulling up the Not like what they showed up in the movie as or as... Uh, Made by an elven lord inside of a <laughs> mountain. Uh, not, not like the wrist rings. So they were actually like ten individual finger rings. Okay. All with different powers. And so Matt is pulling up the list. Some of them are ridiculous. Some of them are good. Some of them... It's like basically when they were writing the ten rings, they had like three good ideas. And then like, oh shit, I got seven more to do. <laughs> okay, now I'm, now I'm thinking of like Naruto whenever they're doing ninjutsu and everything it's like okay is it like yo mama is ugly bam (laughs) magic all right so this is from the comics this is a nice little panel um that shows each of the 10 one and has a little thing that it talks about what they all do is he gonna get a gauntlet so uh there's remaker which shatters and reimagines relationships on a subatomic level there's influence Creates various forces that cause a body to undergo change. There's spin, which decelerates time around the wearer, appears as super speed to the watcher. There's spectral, uh, winds up and warps the air itself, can appear ghostly, can appear not at all. Nightbringer, creates malleable darkness, a dark light. Zero, opens a beam of nothingness from the icy heart of outer space. Creates a deafening boom as the vacuum is filled. The liar creates world upon world of illusory fable as impossible to escape as a tangle of dreams, but vexes the wearer as well. Lightning creates a directable electrical atmospheric discharge. Incandescence 
contains the miniature heart of a star and scorches the air before it, and Daimonic, the irresistible urge that propels into the unknown. The compulsive creates loyalty, creates obsession. This sounds like the final point of a video game. Whenever you just start racking up random bullshit. Oh, your loot is, like, crazy powerful. Like, yep. you have, like, the gauntlets of Gimbabwar, and, like, and they're just, like, double anything else. It's, like, it, a great example is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Like, whenever you get towards the end, and it's you start stacking on, like, uh, you know, 15% assassin damage upon, on top of 15% increased assassin damage on top of this, and all arrows are on fire. All arrows from this are poison, and you can breathe underwater. Yep. And it's you go up to a random person. It's a and... late game RPG. Yeah. <laughs> can I also just say that the whole movie of Shang-Chi, I felt like, man, this is totally just a video game. It's like level by level, fight scene by fight yeah. scene. They ramp up the difficulty of the, That's the a good villains. One. Yeah. Yep. But also, like, kind of a lot of things do that. Well, yeah. A lot of the movies do that. But this was this was the first movie I've had in a while where I was like, also, this the totally second movie, game. like in the last 10 years, speaking of James Bond, mm-hmm. uh, where fighting on the side of a building in Macau. Oh, yeah, they really cribbed a lot of visual stylings from that, from yep. Skyfall. So, the Ten Rings, I love this approach of it. Like, because mm-hmm. with those rings, you would have definitely been, like, that's OP. Yeah. Like, that is yep. crazy powerful, and there's no way you would have been able to write a good story. Yep. But you could, have some great, you could have some great comedic bits like around Thor, like, hey, bro, watch this. You know, <laughs> uh, these goofy. These rings are very akin to uh, DC Comics, Mr. Terrific T-Spheres. Those are words I said in an order that you know. <laughs> There's Who? a man named Mr. Terrific. I got that much. Early comics. And he has so, some T-spheres. He had these things called T-spheres that are basically like really advanced technology that he can control with a mind thing. Comics are stupid. Uh, Is there something you can't explain? Magic or nanobots? Comics basically, yeah. And they're nanobots. <laughs> uh, and so they basically do whatever he needs them to do in terms of like they can move and like be malleable and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. uh, they were very much like that. And I've always liked that kind of thing where it's you don't have powers, but like when he ran on them, I almost jizzed. <laughs> yeah. That was so, like I, I've always loved unique usage of powers. Like, yeah. uh, uh, with Captain Falcon, watching him interact with, like, use the, the his uh, wings and the shield, like, interacting that Steve couldn't, mm-hmm. loved that shit so much. Uh, Stormbringer, I think, is, or Breaker. Stormbreaker, like, the, yeah. the axe. I love that because it's... It's multi-tool and it's multi- it's like, okay, wait, yeah. he's actually able to cleave through things, still summon lightning, and then swing it around like he always yeah. did before. Uh, and so, like, watching, because uh, his dad, I wonder if that's, like, an element of kind of tradition versus progressive, where his dad kind of just used it to as, like, like a rail gun, essentially, off yeah. his arm. Which worked really well. Yes. Oh, my God. The scene where he, like, did it into the dude, like, yeah. in front of his... Uh... Also, just the opening where he's fighting the army. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was... That's where I just... I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like, but he always just... That's kind of mm-hmm. how he used it, is just, like, brunt force. But then watching I Shang... He still used it really well. I mean, the whole movie, it felt like it was a martial arts movie thing where yeah. it's just it's a it's a weapon and they use it well, creatively yeah and you can see like i mean you watch it i was uh 
I could note several distinct uh, martial arts, either weapons or attacks that were um, mimicked by the rings. So he did a couple mm-hmm. moves where it was like mimicking a rope dart with the rings. Mm-hmm. And that kind of stuff I, I thought was really cool. But again, he was very traditional about it. Right. He didn't run on them. Like yeah. that's something that Sean could do. And it was really cool to watch how he's like a fresh take on it. Mm-hmm. But I he mean, only got a little bit of it because we're going to get so much of it for the next five years. Honestly, yeah. I think the best example of it is actually uh, killing the monster in the very end oh yeah make them transfer and it's like go through like that is brutal that is like hardcore that said like he basically created a uh, kamehameha yeah (laughs) like just the fact that he can do that stuff and like we don't know if his dad could have done that stuff but was just like i don't need to be creative about it because who else who else can touch me right exactly and so like chong was just like i'm a i'm a I'm gonna feel these things, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna like, I'm, mm-hmm. gonna, I'm gonna do some really cool stuff, and I just, I was so for it. Yeah, when he could start controlling it. Huh. That's a lot. That's a lot. We talked a lot about this one. Should we uh, end spoilers and just do like some over the like really quick like? Yep. And then we will rate it and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, so plot very solid. Yep. Yep characters all of the big ones like we dwelled on the a side character for so long because of how well they're written we missed several characters we missed yeah. his sister entirely um fantastically uh well written his sister's going to fill the void of black widow yeah yep um the uh action all fantastic yep. and yep. fresh and uh their takes on very comic booky stupid things uh great uh more over uh overview what were some problems that we saw um the biggest problem i think we got into is the ending sort of the big climactic final fight has some issues with it yeah um there's some clunky moments at times with the exposition or um just with the way the story progresses it's kind of i mean it deals with magic on yeah more of a level and so there's a little bit of hand waviness with some of the mechanics yeah but yeah that's fine that's to be expected yeah. i think there are a couple of points and this is just i think just a me thing i don't know if it'll relate to anyone else but i think there are sometimes a movie feels a little cold yeah like it's like okay this is it's not it's not cooked yet it, it kind of it, it was all cooked and it was all fine mm-hmm. but for me early stages just felt like there's it i don't know i don't know about it i just something didn't feel quite right it was still enjoyable mm-hmm. but something just didn't quite settle still loved it yeah mm-hmm. all right uh we don't have that new fancy rating system developed at all no let's just stick to the old tried and true out of 10 i'll stick to that i Um, can't touch it i this is a strong strong eight okay i don't know if it quite makes it to a nine Mm -hmm. um i think there are enough problems like enough small enough problems um that kind of just don't quite make don't quite make it um that 
maybe if I went back and watch, I feel like it's a movie that if I like when I watch it again, I'm going to like it more mm-hmm. because I will kind of be expecting the problems that I saw. Then you might um, see things that you missed. Right. Yeah. Um, so for right now, it's a upper eight. Okay. For me. Um, for me, it's probably a high seven, low eight. Okay. Um, I liked it. Uh, I will happily watch it again, but I don't know how well it's going to stick with me. Right. Um, the day after we got out of it, I forgot that I had seen it. <laughs> okay. But we'll see. We'll see where it settles right now. It's yeah. between a seven. I think I, I have it in a, as an eight right now on IMDb, but it might settle down to a seven. After there's a days. lot of it sticking with me. Like I, mm-hmm. I've been thinking about it all day, honestly. <laughs> okay. Brandon? <laughs> Look, I love y'all. I've known y'all for a long time. I cannot understand fully your rating system. Y'all have explained it to me many times. However, 10 is good. One is bad. Eight is fine. Eight is excellent for me. Cool. That's a good movie. Good yeah. enough. I'll watch it again. I'll watch it yeah. again. I had a good time. That's great. That's an eight. There we go. Nailed it. Tight. All right. News. News. Let's blitz through this. It's We've been talking for a while. Everyone's tired. 11.40. We have a game in the morning. We have a game in the morning. Against Nebraska. Nebraska. Oh, Horncuskers. Our, our Hawkeye trailer. Hawkeye trailer. That happened. Boy, did it. Didn't see it. Didn't see it? Nope. That's true. I was gonna. I thought it was on Shang-Chi for a second. Uh, I mean... I think it looks really fun. Looks fun. Uh, I weirdly do not like things that are centered around Christmas. Hmm. I, I kind of feel you. I feel like it's been done a lot for a lot of different style of movies and yeah. things. It, yeah. Like, I'm... I think there's a part of it that uh, I'm. I know I'm going to hate the soundtrack because I hate commercial Christmas music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate the commercialization and secular Christmas a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all it is. It's just going to be the soundtrack is like all um, bells and uh, variations on the different secular Christmas music. Oh yeah, Carol uh, of the Bells is going to be orchestralized and yep. amped up to a level. Yeah. Which makes me sad because if it was um, if it was Black Widow and it was in Russia, then you could do so much with like traditional Russian chant. <laughs> which would have been cool. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, I didn't like it when Iron Man did it. Uh, there's so many shows that do a, a Christmas episode that has to do with, oh, there's parents there's new parents, mom's pregnant, she's about to have the baby, and they can't find room in the hotel. I've seen seven versions of that thing, including in a comic. The Flash did that. They didn't oh, even like goodness. They didn't even like say different names. It was literally like Marianne and like Jonathan. Like it was like and like so I said think, Iron Man you three. Think the Flash could run around and like check all the hotel rooms and find open ones or yeah, smack them so fast they couldn't tell it was him the uh for making such a bad episode <laughs> the uh the arkham series the video games mm-hmm. uh arkham origins is the only not good one and it's around christmas ah. and it's just the whole time you're going through you're hearing like the bells and shit i think the exception though is the star wars christmas episode yes, <laughs> yes. Isn't, there sp- isn't there gonna be a guardians there is christmas special yeah I'll hate that too. I just, so like Hawkeye is like very centered around Christmas in case you couldn't tell. Um, what? The, 
And so I'm not really excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I am excited to see uh, archery done really like a mm-hmm. whole thing centered around the archery of a fantastic archer. Yep. I love Green Arrow, not the the comic, not the show. Um, I just archery is so cool to me when it's done well and you get to see just a little bit of it occasionally with Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm excited to see yep. more of that. Set focused on it. Yep. We get him. We get Haley Steinfeld, which yep. she's cool. Yep. Like her and stuff. She's literally cast on Google Haley Steinfeld as Hawkeye. So really, they're not even shying away from her completely taking the role. Yeah. <laughs> as I believe she does in the comics. I think this right. is going to be based on the Matt Fraction run, which I am intending to read before then. You should read it. I will. It's coming up. Yeah. Apparently on Christmas. Stop. <laughs> what else? Mini Saints uh, of Newark drops, uh, I think, October 5th. Yes. And uh, David Chase is very pissed off as to the fact that it is also releasing on HBO Max. Understandably. Yeah. Yep, that's a whole thing. Speaking of HBO Max releases, Christopher Nolan is not releasing his next movie on <gasps> HBO Max. He is going <gasps> to Paramount for his next movie. That was oh. Universal. Might be Universal then. I think it's Universal. It's all a um, bunch of old rich white guys. Who cares? I saw. This. Yeah, Christopher Nolan. He's uh, traditionally been the uh, the uh, was it the Golden Goose? What's it? Yeah. The, the prize. Golden Boy. The go- prized goose or whatever of Warner Media or Warner Brothers, and mm-hmm. his next movie is not going to be with Warner Brothers. Ooh. No, I took a screenshot of a thing on Twitter. This is not verified, but it wouldn't shock me if it's true. Um, this is from at film updates on Twitter. That sounds, sounds legit. so reliable. Definitely. Yep. Uh, while shopping his new movie to studios, Christopher Nolan reportedly requested creative control, 100 day theatrical window, $100 million budget, 20% of first dollar gross and a blackout period where the studio wouldn't release another movie for three weeks before and after the release. Wow. That is... sounds implausible because there's no way he'd go as low as a hundred million. For yeah, that's what I was gonna yeah, say. Yeah, hundred like, million's really crazy low. Crazy low budget. Also, I'm like look, I'm not really in the media sphere a lot, but a three week blackout of all like Warner is big. Yeah. yeah. But it's, is it's universal huge. that's getting his new movie. Like that's Which do you know what his mo- new movie's gonna be about? Time travel? Oppenheimer. Ooh. Oh. He's going to eat some brains. Oh my god! <laughs> what a weird comic. <laughs> There's a comic where Oppenheimer's evil twin brother eats brains. <laughs> and and consumes, like, actually gets their identity and he can see all the people that he eats. Please tell me he's R.J. Oppenheimer. Huh? Just, just reverse the two names. <laughs> I don't know what his name is. I don't remember. But What else? Um, oh, uh, there's... Okay, so there's the uh, DC animated movie Injustice. Uh... Quick synopsis on what Injustice is. Uh, alternate universe. Uh, Joker puts um, a bomb in Metropolis. A nuke in Metropolis ties the nu- ties the um, the the trigger to Lois Lane's heart. Uh, tricks Superman into thinking that Lois Lane, who is also pregnant with his child, uh, is Doomsday, Superman's biggest villain. Uh, one of the biggest villains, and then so makes Superman punch the shit out of Lois Lane at full force into space, killing her, and then nuking uh, 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 Metropolis, 
And so then Superman goes crazy, uh, breaks into Joker's prison cell, and tears out his heart, killing Joker. And then he decides that he's going to murder all bad guys, and then goes to murder all bad guys. And the Injustice storyline is like, you know, Tyrant Superman versus Batman. Do they ever bring in the Red Death? Huh? Does Red Death ever fit into Injustice, you think? Red Death? Or... Red Skull? No. That's Red Hood? Uh, no, the heavy metal Batman. Uh, oh! Where he... No, he's not... They, they, he wasn't a thing yet. Damn. When Injustice was made. Uh, that's the man who laughs. Bulls. That's the man who laughs. That's his okay. name. That's the metal Batman. Um, uh, so that's... They're making a movie on that, uh, which is a game right now. Like, the mm-hmm. Injustice is a series of video games. And it's also a comic line. So here's my problem with them adapting a comic. They have made a lot of animated movies that are very solid. And all the, all of the solid ones are stuff that are completely original. Mm-hmm. So like the Apocalypse War, the Dark, Justice League Dark, um, like they are solid. Batman, uh, Mask of the Phantasm. That, yeah. There I are a lot of. It. It's supposed to be good. It is good. Uh, there are a lot of really solid original stuff. Anytime they adapt a comic, uh, see, uh, Killing Joke, um, oh my god, I'm drawing, oh, Justice League War, and a few other ones, those are the two that I want to focus on. Mm -hmm. They always change something critical, oh, uh, Judas Contract, uh, they always change something critical that makes it really, really bad or weird. Batman bangs Batgirl. Batman bangs Batgirl. Batman's like 40 and bad girl's like barely 18. And they put that in the killing joke, which is not in the comic. That and seems then, like normal behavior course. for billionaires. What? Seems like a normal billionaire thing to do, though. Uh, oh, wait, no, sorry. She is 18. Never mind. God, stop. <laughs> uh, with the Judas contract, they had Deathstroke, who's like 50, banging Tara, who's like 14. So there you go. There we uh, go. Then you have... Uh, the good old circle of suck. Justice League War, which in the comics, uh, Cyborg needs to go underwater. Cyborg, who is like, you know, half human, half cyborg, has one human lung left. In the comic, his dad's like, who's a scientist, was like, I can replace your lung with a rope so that you don't have to breathe underwater. So you don't have to worry about that. In the comic, he says, no, that's a bit of the humanity I have left. I want to hold on to as much as I can. In the movie, they change that to be, might as well get rid of it, I'm all robot anyway. And so, like, they completely change a critical, like, a, like they change a critical aspect of Cyborg's personality mm-hmm. for something that barely changes the plot. Right. And so every time they adapt the comic book, they change something and make it bad. And so I know this is not going to be good. <laughs> I'm also afraid of any time there's a video game to movie adaptation. To me, that always... So the video game is set well, five years after the thing happens? Okay. This is... Even then, though, like, the when inspiration comes from or kind of looks at it still, I always get a little nervous. I mean, yep. this is, like, this is very different from your typical stuff like that. It's okay. uh, basically the the comic came... Or the, the, the video game came out. It was set five years after this happened. And then the comics started coming out, ex- like, set it going back and, like, at that time following those five years and it's a movie that's an adaptation of those early comics gotcha so it's going to be like just an adaptation of comics okay um so it'll be what else in news 
Uh, Matrix Resurrections trailer finally dropped. Yes. Looks like uh, John Wick with green stuff around him. Kind of hitting all the old beats from the original Matrix. And a lot of pills. A lot of pills. pills. Doing the pills. What do these pills do? No, God. Do not bring that back. I have PTSD (laughs) from that video. (laughs) Ugh. Are we excited for that one? Nope. Curious, not necessarily invest in it at all. I'll watch it on HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't right. seen any of the Matrices, so like... Same I, actually with me. I've seen portions of Matrix 1. 1 is yeah, phenomenal. Same. But after that, it's... Maybe I'll watch 1. Legitimately lives up to its status. It's yeah. going to be one of those things where like we can watch 1 and then skip the sequels and watch four like halloween guarantee it's not dang it because the sequels were not well received they're not terrible um they're not like halloween seven level bad or anything um and they are integral to the coherent story that they're trying to tell gotcha um they're just kind of messy i think well watch at my place go get food Come back I over. I feel like yeah. it is a movie you have to watch at night, though. Oh, yeah. Something about it just screams. If you watch mm-hmm. it in daylight, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Anything Let's else? Watch The Matrix. Uh, I got a trailer for Wheel of Time, the new Ooh. fantasy series on Amazon. Oh. Yeah. When are they going to do the uh, other fantasy series on Amazon? I know it's next year. Yeah, they're working on it. Oh, also, uh, speaking of other, other fantasy series. Um, images have been leaked from House of the Dragon. In production. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, that was a while ago, wasn't it? Do we talk about that? No, like people like in full costume, on like oh, a, on set. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. I've not seen that. Yep. Let's look at that. Valyrian dreads. I'll just say that. Oh, wait a second. I think oh. I have seen those. Do I remember that? That was relatively recently, though. Yeah, I saw them like. But I think I have seen that earlier this week, to be sure. Yeah. Anything else, Matt? Uh, so I think Wheel of Time. I've. Oh yeah. Have y'all? Do nope. you know anything about that? I know an okay amount of it. I know that it's like one of the most foundational. Like, it's in terms of literary importance, it's up there with Lord of the Rings. Sanderson? He's the one that took over. No. Uh, maybe he took it over. Uh, Robert Jordan started it. Right. Um, I've read the first book. Kind of terrible. Um. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's it's very much just like fantasy, fantasy. Yeah, and maybe I'm just coming at the genre with the frame of reference that it's Lord of the Rings and everything else is part of the problem. Um, but I just I did not like it. It was kind of a mess. Um, I think it'll Sanderson be Sanderson did take over. Yeah, I think it'll be at least a good um, trial balloon to see how Lord of the Rings will be. Um, I don't think it's going to be a great show on its own merits because it's not coming from great source material. But if they can do a um, just a good ad- an adaptation that feels serious and respectful and looks good visually, I think that'll be a good sign for the Lord of the Rings series. Yeah. If it looks and feels a little off, now I start to really work. Well, also consider the budget of the two of them. True. Like Lord mm. of the Rings has... Too much more budget. Yeah, yeah do you know how a... much budget the Hobbit movies had? You know how much they cared about that movie? Enough to put $200 million into each no, and every one of them. No, not the studio, the creators. They did not care yeah. about those movies. 
Yeah. But the people who are working on the Lord of the Rings show care about that because hopefully everything they do seems to say they care. If they didn't care about it, they wouldn't be doing all practical effects like the movies. They're also diving into an area that is like you have to be into it to really know about all this portion. Yeah. You can't just like casually do a movie that's based on probably a paragraph in the Silmarillion. (laughs) Or like a letter, like a couple of letters that he wrote to a fan. Yeah. And, you know, because that was, that's like a lot of source material right there is just correspondences. Yep. Anything else? That's all I got. We're all tired. I'm I'm falling asleep. Shall we? It's almost midnight. We shoutst. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, Check out next week, James Bond coming at you and your ears on iTunes and Spotify and Podbean and iHeartRadio. Uh, and also YouTube. If you're listening to this, this is the audio version, but we have video versions. Uh, we will not after next week. So get your fill of our lovely faces now. Um, we're on social media. Again, for now, that's going to scale back a little bit in the coming weeks, but we'll pick it back up. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, at Just Us Losers Pod, where you can tell us which James Bond you think is best. Um, and tell us some Shang-Chi thoughts. Pardon me. Pardon me. Shang-Chi. Some of those. Yes. Should I write a review? No. 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 You're not going to. I won't. <laughs> we disallow you, Matthew. Just commit to not doing it. I will not do it. Watch me actually do it now. No, don't say that because then you're not going to do it. Right. You have to just... You're not I'm not going to do, do it. it. It's unrealistic for me to expect myself to do it. I'm not going to do it. Instagram at Just Us Losers Pod. Check out there for updates and pictures. Go check out Preston's Dune picture from last week. I'm so proud of it. It's that a really was a nice really picture. Cool picture. I'm also proud of my uh, my James Bond one. That, that was, was pretty cool good too. too. But the Dune, go. one, Dune one is your crowning achievement in life. Yes. I mean, crowning like poop is coming. No, it's a baby. Partly. Oh, but both. I think crowning is like the joke when, of that. Yeah. Because it's crown of the yeah. head. A little bit of both. Gmail, justusloserspod at gmail.com. Uh, send us a five-paragraph essay that... You know what? Someone else should just write the Shang-Chi review for me. And then I can pretend like I did it myself. There you go. I'll just edit it up a little bit, you know? Clean up the, the grammar. Yeah. Because your grammar will be terrible, I'm sure. Yep. Really bad. Wrap it up. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Peace. Peace.